What a show we have today. La 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 la. Oh, um, hey, Harlan Williams here at the Harlan Highway in a festive mood. It's summertime, and what better way to celebrate summer than with a barbecue? So, yes, we have Barbecue Eddie on the show today, reaching out to the world to have a barbecue. Um, also, uh, towards the end of the show, it take, gets a little bit intense. I have a pavement pounder that left me a message that said he's not, he, he's, he's bailing from the show. He's so upset with me, he's unsubscribing to the Harlan Highway because of my opinions about the possibility of getting a chip, an electronic chip put under human beings' skin. And he was, he's fed up, he's done. So at the back end of the show, you'll hear me trying to argue my, my side and try to retain him to try to keep him. As a pavement pounder, I would hate to lose him. So uh, check that out. Gets pretty heavy second half of the show. But before we do that, I've got a new girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you all about her. She sleeps with me every night right beside me. She's warm. Oh, she, she's just, oh, every time I roll over, I see her laying there next to me. I'm so excited to tell you about my hot new girlfriend in my bed. This is the Harlan. Highway! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're gonna need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh, man, what do you expect? You gotta kick along, man. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers. I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for it. This is Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hello? Hello? Oh, hey, it's Eddie calling. Who's calling? Oh, it's Eddie. I was calling to see if uh, maybe you wanted to throw a barbecue together today, or... I don't think so. Who's who's this? Uh, it's Eddie. I was thinking maybe we could slap some baby back ribs down and some corn on the cob or something. Or... Yeah. What? What? Who is this calling? Uh, it's Eddie. Eddie, who? Uh, from at the hardware store, and I thought maybe we could throw back some Heinekens, maybe power slam some ribs down on the barbecue and stuff. I don't think so. How about some pork chops or something? Your name is Eddie from the hardware? Hello? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from the hardware store, and I thought it'd be a great day to slap a barbecue down. And maybe no, I don't think so. Salmon steaks or something, or just slap them down and glaze them up? No, I don't think so. Well, do you like chicken... No. 
Um, I got Heineken's, if that helps. Uh, no. How about shish uh, kebab or something? We could slap it down. And no, no. We could glaze it up. Hello? <laughs> that was Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Oh, man. There was a little patch in the middle where uh, Eddie, wink, wink, was laughing so hard that he couldn't talk. And and I actually had to trim it down because the, the pause was even longer. It was like another 15 seconds long. And the, the the lady just hung in there for Eddie just to tell him no. <laughs> oh, it's rare Eddie loses it, but on that one, Eddie lost it a little. Good Lord, Eddie. Um, so there you go. Barbecue season's here. Uh, barbecue Eddie's back. It's summertime. All hail the mighty slap down ribs, baby. Um, delish. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. So, guess who's got a new lady in his life? Oh, yeah. I got me a new little hottie. She sleeps beside me every night in my bed. Right over there, next to the second pillow. She lays there nice and quiet. She's there when I roll over and wake up in the morning. Sometimes she's there when I wake up briefly in the middle of the night. I just reach over and put my hands on her. She's nice and smooth and soft and shiny. And I press a little belly button and she lights up. And I see if I have any missed messages or emails. My God, what's happened? Turn the music off. It's my cell phone. Oh, my God. I'm admitting to this. It's, I sleep with my cell phone now beside me in my bed. Whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm weirding myself out. This is from a guy who's already considered a bit off. This is about you, not me. All right. I, I always used to put my cell phone, like, down on the floor or leave it in the kitchen or whatever. And now, one night I was just like playing solitaire or something, and I kind of like was too lazy to lean over and put it on the floor, and I laid my phone down in the bed right beside me. And when I woke up in the morning, I realized I didn't have to, you know, your body's all stiff and tight when you wake up. And what I used to do is I used to roll over and reach down to the floor and stretch my back and I'd be contorted and I'd be creaking and cracking and I can almost reach my phone. I got it. Ah, I'm happy to be alive. And now I just slide my hand over across the soft, silky sheets and there she is. My Apple iPhone, the six incher. Oh, man. Just laying there. I don't have to, no effort at all. I just pick her up and press the button and she lights up. That feels good. I don't know. Is this, is it going too far? Is that, I feel weird about it. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I can't answer I that. I feel creepy. I feel like my phone is creeping into my life too much. Who, me? I, I feel like I spend as much time with my phone as I do with a girlfriend. I love you. It, it's becoming, um, I don't know. It's becoming odd. Okay. 
But the only thing is about it, I don't think I'm alone out there. I have a sneaky feeling a lot of you sleep with your phones. That's why I'm not ashamed to out myself with it. Looking for love. Because I have a sneaky, sneaky feeling many of you are sleeping next to your phones and fondling them in the middle of the night, touching their buttons, pressing their G-spot, lighting them up in the darkness, arousing the phone, turning it on, if you will. Oh, yes, you know you do it, you creepy eye pervert. You're an eye pervert. You're an eye sicko. You're an eye creepy eye creeper eye pervert. I don't know. Is it creepy? Is it weird? Or is it just like, whatever? Whatever. So you sleep beside your phone. Whoopie doo. I'm happy to be alive. It's so funny, though, because you, you, you think about the old days where you had the landline with the cord and the thing. The concept of dragging your landline and putting it on your bed beside you, it, it doesn't happen. I don't think anyone ever did that. And here's what's, what's weirder. There's a radio show I listen to at night that I like to fall asleep to, and it's on my laptop, and now I have my little my, my paper-thin laptop over on the bed with me, too. Oh, my God, I'm having an eye orgy. Ooh. If you ever told me that one day I'd be sleeping with my computer and my phone, I'd be going, what are you, nuts? But I am. I do. I'm ashamed I need help. I need, I need a group therapy session. I'm having a threesome in my bed with my phone and my laptop. It's very peculiar, but yet, uh, you know, the more I've been doing it, it's also become a little comforting. That feels good. I'm starting to think, are these my modern day teddy bears? You know, when you're a kid, you had a little teddy bear that you put on the bed, but it's like, good night, snuggles. <laughs> good night, Teddy Ruxpan. Fuck you, Teddy. So now I've got my little, my little, uh, you know, my little uh, laptop there. And my little phone there, they're like my little grown-up plush toys. Except they're hard metallic glass and plastic. Yikes! So I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what it says about you if you do it. I don't know what it says about us as a society. I can't answer that. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. But now, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning. Instead of getting up and stretching, I'll grab my little phone and jump on Facebook and see what's going on. I'll, I'll check out uh, USA Today and see what the headlines are. Sometimes I'll lay in bed an extra 10 minutes just to be with my phone. Good morning, darling. That feels good. How are you? Did you sleep well last night? I'm sorry, was I kicking? Oh my god, I rolled right on top of you? Oh my god, I'm, oh, look at that stain all over your, oh my god. I love you. So I don't know if this, if it's getting weirder. That's why I keep talking about sooner or later the technology's gonna be injected right into our skin. Oh, and by the way, here's a guy that wasn't happy with my little, my little rant about um, how we're becoming mechanized and computerized as we get older as 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 time marches on 
take a listen to this guy when I started suggesting that, um, you know, maybe we do away with all the documentation we have, passports and and uh, social security numbers and all this stuff, and just have a damn chip put in us so we can get at all this stuff. Listen how this guy went off on me. Harland, I've been listening to the show uh, loyally for five years now. Uh, I've been on the show a couple of times uh, with voicemails, but you, you finally lost me. Uh, i got to unsubscribe and, and, and stop listening to you. Uh, this whole thing about the chip, I, I really, I thought you knew better. I, I can't believe that you of all people, uh, the Illuminati. Um, I'm not even a practicing Christian anymore, but I do know the book of Revelations. And, uh, whether or not you read it, I, I know you like heavy metal music. And I'm familiar with the number of the beast. Uh, I... I can't believe that you would be ready for the singularity and ready to become a cyborg. And uh, I thought you knew better because of your days as a uh, lumberjack. I thought you understood the world and nature a little better, but uh, you lost it on this one. Bye. Okay, first of all, Stop being so dramatic, okay? I feel like I just broke up with somebody. All right? Please. Now, I, I don't like that attitude when people... Here's a guy that listened to the podcast for five years. And he said he liked it. There's stuff he loves. There's maybe some stuff he doesn't... But one comment, and he's like, I can't listen to you anymore. I'm unsubscribing. I can't, that's it, I'm done. You said one thing that I don't agree with, so I can't listen to 99% of the other stuff that I really liked, and it made me laugh, and it made me think, And but you said that one thing, and I'm gone forever. That's just a silly approach. That's like having a band like, I love Led Zeppelin, I love Led Zeppelin. Oh, my God, they did Stairway to Heaven. I'm never listening to Led Zeppelin again. They lost me. I'm burning all my my Led Zeppelin albums. Why did they do that? You can't do that. I mean, you can if you want, but it's just silly and overly dramatic, okay? Um, you're going to throw away all the great stuff, 99.9% of the stuff that you enjoyed. You're going you're gonna to give up on it because one thing was said. And by the way, the thing that I said is just an idea. It's just a thought. That's what this podcast is. I throw ideas out there. I throw out concepts. It doesn't mean I'm married to them. It doesn't mean that's the way... I want it to be. If you listen to the podcast, I kind of phrase things in a question. Do you think it's time we did away with all our ID? Do you think it's time we did away with our credit cards and our, our birth certificates and our passports and our all that stuff? Does it mean I really want it to happen? No, but I guess what? I live in the real world. And things are going that way. Hello, you're, we're already there. So don't don't uh, crucify the messenger. If you don't think we've already given up a lot of that stuff, it's it's a giant con job if you if you think that you've just got all this freedom and you're not part of a system and you're being watched and you're registered and and you're controlled. You're you're living on a different planet. The whole bit I did before was it, you, you're you're right, you're you're put into the system the day you're born. 
You're given a birth certificate that, that, that tells where you were born, at what time you were born, what color you were, what color your eyes were, what color your hair was, how much you weighed, what hospital you were in, who the doctor was that delivered you. Boom. The minute your head sticks out, you're part of the system. And then you get a, a social security number. And then you get uh, a passport, and then you get all this other stuff. And the reason you might think that you've got all this freedom is because these are different documents that are spread all over the place. But uh, trust me, you're, 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 you're part of it, man. And so if you live in the real world and you go, okay, I'm part of it. Yeah, I can't travel anywhere without people knowing. I have to write out a customs declaration card. I have to let people know where I'm going. Um, I can't open a bank account. I can't mail a letter. I can't do this. I can't go to the hospital. I can't, you know, can't go to the dentist. Everything's documented. So my, my proposal was, since we already live in this world, and you can deny it if you want, where we're categorized and we've, we're given numbers... Um, don't you think it would be easier just to make everything be put on a chip and put under our skin? And whenever we walk anywhere, wherever we go anywhere, we just, we touch something or a scanner picks us up. Yeah. And yeah. Are you kidding? It does. It does tap into our freedoms. It does tap into us as just being a roaming nomad of a human being. I don't like it. It's scary. It's horrifying. But I think my point was good, sir, and I hope you'll consider it at least, is that we're kind of already there. We're already part of this filing cabinet. And we're everything but short of having a chip inside of us. And, and I think what I'm also getting at is my point, as the world becomes more populated, as the world becomes more radical, as the world becomes more violent and dangerous, do you think you can just have human beings running around willy-nilly all over the planet when we start to live in a world that you don't know who's hiding a bomb under their jacket, you don't know who's going to kill who, you don't know who's planning to blow up a city. Unfortunately, and these aren't my ideas, so again, don't shoot the messenger. Unfortunately, we live in a world where as we expand, the rules have to change. It's like imagine you were the principal of a high school and you just let the kids do whatever they want and run all over the place. There needs to be some kind of regiment. There needs to be some kind of control. And I don't like it. I'm a free spirit. I am a, a child of nature. I love it. The idea of, of knowing that I couldn't go canoeing down a river somewhere and someone not knowing where I was, that would horrify me. I would hate it. But if society's going to keep populating and breeding and and things keep getting crazier and more violent and dangerous where we become a society that becomes so scared and paranoid and vulnerable that we can't function as a society then you've got to start to implement something that starts to control the masses and keep an eye on things so that we can function as normally as possible 
And if you live in a world where if you're not doing anything wrong, like canoeing down a river or camping or, or going to the mall, then you don't have to worry about it, even though they know where you might be geographically. You could still live and be free and do your thing. It's a horrible system. I agree. It's crazy. But what are we going to do? Look how every year, every decade, it, it ratchets upwards, getting more and more out of control. And I don't know. These are just ideas, concepts. Can we have a non-invasive chip inside us that only... Uh, only is activated when we walk into an airport and have to present a passport. I don't see that as being a problem. It's, it doesn't mean it has to follow you everywhere. It, it only activates when a certain machine hits it at the airport. Boop! There's your passport. Same when, whenever you needed your social security number, which, by the way, people are getting into the system and stealing your identity and stealing social security cards and, and pilfering billions. I'm not talking millions. I'm talking about billions and billions of dollars from unsuspecting people and from the government and through the Internet. And it's a mess, dude. Take a look at how many billions of dollars, maybe trillions, are stolen through the system every year, through social security, through through uh, Medicaid, through through hospital records, through it's it's ridiculous. Look how how um you know terrorists are starting to il- infiltrate all over the world. ISIS and 9/11 and cells and pods and suicide bombers and y- you don't think some someday it's going to ratchet up so high that we we've got to know what people's moves are? I don't know if if we don't. We, we, we collapse as a society eventually. Can you live in a world where every time you walk out the door to go to the Cheesecake Factory, you don't know if your sons and daughters are going to come home? If, if your son and daughter say, I'm going to uh, Daytona Beach for spring break, and you know there's a high probability they won't come back unless they're in a body bag... Now, I'm going to the extreme here, but let's be honest, things are kind of heading in a wacky direction. It seems to get worse and worse. So you got to ask the question, and it's just a question. You don't have to stop listening to the podcast. Is there a way that we can figure out how to Put all this crap, all this stuff that that follows us, all the the paperwork, the documentation into one place where it's not super invasive and and can creep into our everyday activities. If you're sitting in your living room making out with your girlfriend, I don't want the government knowing and watching and listening. Of course not. But is there a way to simplify all the bureaucracy and the red tape and all the, all the attachments that we have that sometimes we forget we have? Our bank account numbers, our phone numbers, our passwords. How many passwords do you have on your, in your computer, on your internet? Don't tell me it's not confusing and overwhelming. What if everything could just be channeled to one little tiny microchip in your baby fingertip? 
Everything you ever needed to do. Sign on to your computer. Get money out of an ATM. Go to the airport. Go get uh, surgery at the hospital. Go traveling. Whatever. Boop, 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 boop. Shouldn't we be in that place? Isn't there a way we can do it where it, it doesn't mean the government can hear us snoring at night? So give me a break. I'm not that crazy. I'm not talking about cyborgs. I don't want people to be not be able to move around and function freely in the world. But there's got to be a way to me- blend the two together as we go into the, the, the modern era more and more, deeper and deeper, more and more people, more and more conflict and trouble in the world. And yes, of course, there's GPS tracking devices on phones and in cars. And there's RTI tag uh, chips sewn into the clothing you're buying and the shoes you're wearing. Uh, but you can take all of that off and choose to leave it behind uh, and go off naked into the woods. You can't do that once you submit to... I mean, I wouldn't even get a... Uh, I'd think twice about an immunization at this point with the government we have. And uh, now my phone number is probably in some kind of database. So, hello to the NSA, and uh, good night to you. There. See, you're helping me make my point. You just listed a whole bunch of things that are already tracking and monitoring and sewn into things. And we're already there, guy, and that's my point. Since it's already there, since it's already all around us. And a lot of it seems ambiguous and we're unsure of what it does and we're unsure of when they're listening or who's listening or how they're listening. Doesn't it make more sense? And again, this is just a possibility. Doesn't it make more sense to have everything just in one chip under your fingernail or wherever so that at least we know the rules, we know the law, we know what what the chip's allowed to say and what it's not allowed to say and what it can do and what its reaches are and what its uh, limitations are. And it's it's a general thing on the law books across the whole country so that we're clear. Because look, all the stuff you just mentioned, it's like that's scattered all over the place. But yet they're still, according to you, watching and listening and monitoring and tracking. So you're arguing against something that's already here. But my point is it's messy. It's sloppy. It's with all kinds of different agencies and people and things and technology. Why not just throw it all under one hood where we, the people can at least know where it is and know what it's capable of and know what they are allowed and aren't allowed to do it. But when, when it's spread all over, it's just it's like a messy crawl space or an attic where everything's just strewn all over and nobody really knows what the limitations are and the laws and the rules. But to deny that we're not already kind of living in this existence where we're, all the things that I'm talking about exist just minus the chip and then you got to deal with losing your passport and renewing your driver's license and going to the dmv and remembering your bank account and remembering all your passwords and it's just a friggin mess and like you like you just said and i said in my last podcast about this it's already all there in your phone if you're carrying a cell phone around you're being you can be followed and monitored and they can go in and look around at all your data and your emails. There's no doubt in my mind. 
And whether you think it's a, it all leads down to a religious thing, to the end of times, to the end of days, to the book of revelations, well, guess what? That book's already been written. So who are you to stop it? If, 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 if 7 billion people on planet Earth are following the pack and there's a book of revelations, it sounds like that book's already been, uh, been finalized, if you believe in it. So I don't think if you and, uh, let's say, 200,000 other people decide to reject the chip and reject the cell phone and reject all this stuff, it's not enough. You're not going to stop the whole planet, everyone in the population from getting in on the system because everyone's going to want to get on the system because it's easier. It's more convenient. They're like, ah, revelation, schmevelation, and that's how humans are. They'll just give me the easy road, and then when I get to the where the shit hits the fan, well, okay, maybe I shouldn't have got the chip. So you can sit there and twist in the wind and argue it and fight it and blah, 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 but... To do it on your own, I don't know. Maybe you can pull it off, but but unless you can convince the other 7 billion people on planet Earth, then what's the point? But maybe it doesn't end in Revelation. Maybe, and here's another idea that you might like, maybe the chip actually works. Maybe it makes everyone's life easier, like, like the refrigerator did or the air conditioner. Maybe you don't have to assume that the government's evil and that they're lurking and they want to fucking hear your every intimate detail. Maybe they do just want it to track a terrorist. Maybe they do just want it to help you have a cleaner life and an easier life and a more automated life in this digital computer age we live in. And that's just going to keep going. If you don't think things aren't going to get more automated and computerized as we go forward, you're, you're, you're not living in the real world. So what if, what if this thing that you're so paranoid of and are painting with such a dark brush, what if it's not that dark? What if it's, it makes life easier the way the credit card did? What if it's a blessing? What if, it, what if it's not part of revelation? What if it's just the ingenuity of the human race moving forward? And making life easier. And maybe one day we know how to float. And maybe one day we know how to go into a transporter beam and we don't have to get on an airplane. Is it bad to move forward? So I'm just suggesting maybe to cloak everything with government paranoia. It could be excessive and maybe unnecessary. But if if that's the approach you take to it, then that's kind of the the world you, you paint yourself into. I don't think the world's falling apart because we have credit cards. Do you? Wasn't that supposed to be part of Revelation with the beast and everyone will have a number? I just want to go to 7-Eleven and buy a bag of chips and a grape crush. Hello, Satan. Chick-ching. Is the world falling apart because of cell phones? Did the world fall apart when the fax machine came and went? The television, the radio? I don't know. You can question it all, but it's a lot of wasted energy. And, and maybe you've got to look at it in a more positive light. And maybe that's why you shouldn't stop listening to this podcast, because I'm here to offer different perspectives, different uh, points of view. I never try to cram an idea right down your throat. I leave it open-ended. But don't, don't stop listening because 
you've got such a specific point of view that you're becoming stubborn and you won't consider other ideas. What's that say about you? Think about it. Try and be open and maybe look for the positive. I could be wrong or I could be right, but we don't know. Humans are so, so brilliant. And there's so many things we can do good and so many things we we do bad. But the point is we keep rolling forward. And as in order to survive, we have to find coping mechanisms. We have to find technology and solutions to make it all work. And let's face it, with the violence confronting us in the world today, we're going to have to find a way to sort it all out and figure out who's bad and who's good. And with all the stuff we have to live with now in this digital age, we've got to find a way to compart- compartmentalize it. Compart, I can't say the word. Compartmentalize it. You know what I mean. I can't say the word. Compartmentalize it. Put it all in one spot and make it easier on us. Like I seriously can't say the word. Massachusetts. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't get too hung up on all the religion unless, you know, you really want to. And besides, in addition to the Ray Kurzweil singularity thing and the uh, Book of Revelations mark of the beast on your uh, hand or forehead and you can't buy and sell anything without it, besides all that, uh, there's good evidence already that things like cell phones cause things like brain cancer. And you're going to put a electronic chip in your body and think that it's not going to be a carcinogen and that you're not going to develop tumors around it. Uh, it that happens to dogs. Why, why do you think it wouldn't happen to you? It's all hearsay, buddy. It's all inconclusive. You know, there's studies, most studies have proven that, they, that, that cell phones don't cause tumors. I know... Everyone I know uses a cell phone. I don't know anyone who's got a tumor. Do you? Do you know anybody who's got a tumor from a cell phone? I'm not saying it couldn't happen. But at the end of the day, we use these things. You know, there's carcinogenics in gasoline. When you go and fill up with gasoline at the gas station, it says, warning, fumes from this could cause cancer. There's carcinogenics in Pepsi and Coke in the food you eat. Everything, the, the paint in your walls, the concrete on, on the ground, the there's carcinogenics in the stuffing in your furniture, maybe even in your pillow. There's carcinogenics in the exhaust from your cars. I mean, do you just stop living? There's fluoride in your water. I could, We could just keep going and going. Everything has an effect. But, that you know, you got to decide how paranoid do you want to be. How paranoid do you want to be to the point where you just stop the ball from moving? You stop living. You stop progressing. I don't know. It's, it's, an all, it's a very interesting thing. And if you become too paranoid about everything in life, you start to back yourself into a corner and you're not enjoying or living life to its to its full potential because anything could be a conspiracy theory you you could you could get suspicious about anything and and make it bigger than it is 
And yes, there's stuff where we make mistakes. Look at lead-based paint back in the 50s and the 60s. They painted houses with it and children just by sleeping near it where we're getting sick and dying and and uh, you know, lo- look at what we did with with the the atom bomb and look at what we did with uh, asbestos. People were using it in their house to insulate themselves from the cold. There's all kinds of missteps along the way, but you've got to have faith in human ingenuity to hopefully recognize the problem and solve it and try and make everyone happy and, and keep rolling forward as a functioning human race, a society. And to be paranoid and to ask questions and to uh, be suspicious and skeptical, that's all good. That's healthy. That's what helps uncover the blemishes. That's what helps expose the deviations and the things that could harm us. That's all good. But you, what I'm asking here, guy, is have a balance. Have a balance. You know, fluctuate between the two and use common sense to find your way. Because if you go too deep in one direction, you get stuck in the quagmire. And if you always go to the dark, then you never see the light. And if you're always in the light, you're too blinded to see the shades of gray that lead into the dark. And so hopefully you find balance. And hopefully you find balance in my podcast. And I'd be sad. You have the right to do whatever you want. But I'd be sad if you just shut it off and 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 went away from it because you disagreed with one little thing that I said. I think that's narrow-minded and closed-minded, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying it as, you know, I, I, I would hope that you would be more open to to exploring your own parameters. And look, the truth is, if one person jumps off my podcast, whoopee-doo, I don't care, but I do care about you. I, I find it fascinating that for five years, as you said, I've been bringing you some type of maybe enlightenment or maybe not. Maybe just put a smile on your face or made you laugh or made you think. The fact that you took the time to call me with all this stuff and, and talk about it and debate it and, and get these feelings out. I think that's marvelous. It makes me so happy that you took the time that, that you, you shared your opinion And I was able to come back and say, well, here's what I think. But at the same time, even if we don't agree, I would hate to see you go away. I feel like we've spent some time together and and that, that, you know, I've given you something that maybe does something to you. And in return, you've given something to me by making me think. So as David Soul once sang, the, the guy from... Starsky and Hutch, if this helps you at all, sir, I'm going to do this. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to get down on my knees and humble myself and sing, Don't give up on us, baby. God knows we've come this far. The future isn't just one night. It, okay, that's all I can do. That's, but but it, it's something. So anyways, I hope you don't unsubscribe over ideas and concepts. And if nothing else, we keep the debate going. Maybe I say something further down the road that goes around a corner, and you go, wait a minute, 
Why didn't he say that a year ago? Oh, that's a good idea. Now I see where I can get on board with what he's saying now. I'm sure glad I didn't unsubscribe. So whatever. I'm going to leave it there. You want to have the final word? Someone once said, it's not paranoia if it's true. And then maybe it is true. And what if it is true? What are you going to do? Dig a hole and hide in it? No. If it's true, you got to live with it. Whatever it is, you got to live with it. And you can go hide in the basement or you can adjust. You can modify. You can figure out how to cope with whatever it is. Okay? Horrible example. Think of the prisoners of war in the Nazi concentration camps. Probably the lowest of the low. But somewhere within those horrible bunkers with wooden beds and crusts of bread to eat, those people found, if they didn't die, they found a way to cope every day. You have to learn to move and adjust and cope, no matter what it is. And so there you go, bud. I've enjoyed listening to your words that are different from mine. I hope you can accept mine and we can just keep on rolling down the Harlan Highway. Wow, what a heavy show. That see that's that's the beauty of of these this guy calling in. It it took it to a deep place, man. And some of you, I hope you weren't like, "Oh god, enough." But whatever. I got to I got to deal with what what's put deal with what's put in front of me. It was kind of fun. I like that. So there you go. Food for thought. Ideas from both sides of the railroad tracks. But don't forget the railroad tracks only go to one destination. No matter what side you're on. <laughs> well, they go to two. They go, they go to the de- destination to the, to the right and the destination to the left. But they all go somewhere. Um, and so does the Harlan Highway. And we are at the end of the Harlan Highway for today. Hope you had a good time. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for calling in. If you want to call in, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Or you can write me at harlemwilliams.com. And uh, I know this show, this episode was a little heavy, but I do that from time to time. We'll get back to the comedy um, on the next show. Hey, come on. We had, we had Barbecue Eddie at the top. If if you if you're missing if you're feeling you didn't get enough comedy, just rewind back to the the top and just listen to Barbecue Eddie one more time. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, you guys, that's it. Uh, let's do some announcements right here and right now. Um, let's see. Oh yes, tonight. Well, if you really need some laughter, come tonight to Ontario, Ontario, California, the Improv in Ontario, California. I will be doing stand-up there all weekend starting tonight, uh, Thursday, June 11th through Thursday, June 14th. And then the following week, uh, I will be in Houston, Texas at the Improv in Houston from June 18th to the 21st. And uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. So um, so we'll see you there. Um and uh, if you want tickets, go online to harlowilliams.com. Check out my stand-up comedy schedule. And um, 
you can get your tickets right there online. Also, in July, I'll be in uh, New York at Levity Live in New York. And also, uh, July tw- that's uh, July 9th to the 12th, uh, New York Levity Live. And then July 23rd to the 25th, you can catch me in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Comedy Special. Uh, festival. So, and then in August, I'll be in Irvine, Orange County, California, Irvine Spectrum, the uh, improv down there. So, a lot of great shows coming up. Also, check out, uh, check me out on Periscope, the great new app where you can watch me do live broadcasts on your phone. And uh, also, uh, check out the store at harlemwilliams.com and all that fun stuff. So, we're out of here. Try not to be too paranoid. Sit back, enjoy life, be good, smile, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. I love you.